Hi, I'm Dan. Hi, I'm Jenny. And this is Rookie Movie Reviews. What did we watch today, Jenny? Today we watched a classic. Yeah, and the mystery here that we're hiding so expertly is that we watched The Lion King. Went from Seven to The Lion King. Wow. Just whiplash. (laughs) (laughs) I needed that whiplash. Yeah, just like many weeks in a row in 2020. Very yeah. rough. So this was directed by Rob Minkoff and Roger Allers. In what year? Ninth. An excellent year. One of the greatest of all time. One of my personal favorite years. Yes. 1994. Yo. The birth of your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> One for the record books. I wonder how many movies on this list are actually produced in 1994 or directed or made or whatever oh yeah because every time we come across one it's a real treat i think the last one was reservoir dogs yeah i mean you got to think about pre-production so these are just movie release dates Mm, yes yeah not production (laughs) a lot of i bet i bet this thing started being made in the early 90s with how long animation takes well fun fact about the lion king that i'm sure most people know by now but it was actually the B project, so a lot of newer animators were assigned to The Lion King while concurrently they were working on, I think, A Bug's Life. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah, so it's A Bug's <clears throat> Life or you're working on The Lion King. One's a feature film, one's a push-off. But there's Nathan Lane in here. How much? And um, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, the whole movie, I'm and thinking, who voices Simba? What is that voice? It's right on the tip of my mind tongue. And then IMDb it later. Good old uh, Ferris Bueller is, is the guy giving voice to to the Lion King. But that is not until later in the movie. I was actually surprised before we even start talking about the plot here. About how much of the movie is um, child Simba. Yeah. Learning from Mufasa. Because, you know, we all know the plot to... Lion King, Mufasa gets iced, and then it's a coming home story or whatever. But he gets stomped. He gets stomped out. But uh, that's halfway through the movie, and then Simba runs off and becomes an adult and learns the truth of who he is and what he must do, and then comes back in the second half. And this movie is only an hour and a half. It is a crazy tight runtime, so. Yeah, Matthew Broderick isn't even in the majority of the movie. He's only in half. I suppose. The other half is a shitty little kid. Hey, well, <laughs> I, I was going to say that actually, that Simba's kind of a dickhead. Yeah, and his voice is annoying. Yeah. But anyway, there's there's a decent amount to talk about, even with its short little runtime. Should we get this thing kicked off? So I tried to get kind of deep with my movie notes cool it didn't really work out by the ending of the first song but we watch all the lion not we watch all the savannah animals i think that's where the lions are yeah they the african savannah right yeah yeah so all of the animals are going east so they're going to the right of the screen they're going toward east and Zazu does like a panning shot over all of them and Rafiki with Simba is the first to go left so he's coming from the east he is the rising sun that they're all going toward dang Um, you're setting a high bar for this this critique that is no no that's very insightful because my follow-up to that is well are they all going towards the sunrise or is it like the mac bar like you scroll up to go down <laughs> that messed up paradigm yeah. of an apple user <laughs> yeah that that's a good point and you have to imagine that with the level of craftsmanship that disney movies get the the rising sun that you point out must have been a thought he's the son of the king and he's well, being lifted broad that's that's a good Muf- point. Mufasa even says later on, a king's rule rises and sets like the sun. 
Oh, tie-in. Yeah, so I think it is probably supposed to be the sun. Also, kings have their head pretty far up their asses. Yeah, except Mufasa. They really paint him in a good light. Mufasa, Mufasa. I guess he's a bit um, over over trusting, but <laughs> but yeah, he's kind uh, of pig-headed. <clears throat> pig headed. Pig pig headed. Well, maybe I'm using it wrong, but like stubborn. Oh, okay. No, he's kind of, he's kind of a dick. That makes sense. Yeah, huh? Mufasa's <laughs> hot takes from rookie movie reviews. Yeah. Simba's a shithead kid and Mufasa's a dick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually no, I want to take that back. Mufasa's not a dick. And he, is he pig-headed? Uh, no. He's lion-headed. He's lion-headed. For all that super insightful critique of you know direction and just good, good blocking of characters, because you know. Even though it's animated, there's still a quote-unquote. Oh, thank you. Um, just to define for the listeners at home, uh, pig-headed is obstinate, which is stubborn and refusing to change one's opinions. So I think that the way that that comes in is with Timon and Pumbaa's foils to his lifestyle. Because I'm like, easy breezy, lemon squeezy. Yeah. Myself. Whereas Mufasa is like, we all have a place on this earth. We all are in the circle of life. Your role is predestined and you must succeed at it. Yeah. Which makes sense for a royal person to feel that way as opposed to a commoner. Yeah. And I'm not familiar with uh, Macbeth, but I believe you mentioned at one point how this is a like a retelling of Macbeth, right? I want to say Hamlet. Hamlet. That makes... Well, I'm not super familiar with Hamlet either, so it could be either of those. What Hamlet is, do kill his dad, though. Macbeth is the one with uh, Grendel, right? The monster. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern? Oh, no. I have no clue. No. Uh, Uncle kills the king. Uncle kills the king. Simba didn't kill the king. I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> for that victim blaming <laughs> yeah. that snuck in. So... <laughs> I guess where we're at in the plot is the first 30 seconds. <laughs> um, uh, the Simba is born and well, we... Well, he's not born. Should he's we back up? To what? To when Mufasa and Sarabi... No. <laughs> we should not back up. We should go forward very, very fast. Um, we see the presentation to all of the animal kingdom of... The circle of The life. new king. Yeah. The, and there's a nice little song... How's that song go? It is the theme song, which everyone knows. But while we were watching it, uh, watching this movie, it's it's in the African language. Which African language? I don't know. But it's, <laughs> there are several? There are. Uh, I'm pretty ignorant about that. It's in an African language. I'm pretty sure it's Kenyan. Uh, yeah, I should say an African language instead of the African language. Uh, but watching this when when I first watched this as a kid, oh, Zulu, Zulu. So it's in the Zulu language. When I first watched this as a kid, it's like, oh, that's such a catchy, easily memorable song. I'm gonna try and sing it. And now it's like, oh, you're imitating this language you don't know, which isn't inherently like racist to participate in. But once you realize, oh, I don't know any of this shit probably shouldn't participate in that so ever since watching the movie it's just been really hard to not leap into that chorus because it's just so ingrained in everyone's mind as a lion king song yeah. and i mean i'll admit i i already have admit i've certainly sung it in the past and it's like dang pretty uh ooh, oh my that god pop get picked up oh <laughs> a, we are aging oh my god my shoulder just popped out of my body oh uh-huh. yeah good song yeah the root here is good song and kind of funny to realize that as as being a little questionable with my uh ridiculous attempts at re-singing it um we cut to rafiki's tree oh actually i, I kind of jumped over there so circle of life is a good song and then uh, the next thing that I have written down is how we cut to Scar whining about the royal succession because he didn't go to the ceremony. Yeah. 
And I just want to say that Scar's voice actor, Jeremy Irons, is amazing. Mm. He is so good and so poshly British and over the top. But Mufasa rolls up on Scar like, hey, man, you missed you missed the coronation. Or not the coronation, but the presentation. Yeah. Well, Zazu goes there first. Yeah. And then Scar almost eats Zazu. Casually. Real casual eating. Yeah, they kind of have this back and forth once Mufasa shows up about how Scar is really pissed about this newborn and how he wants a throne. And he basically tells Mufasa, might kill you, you know, watch your back, Mufasa. Uh, If I were you, I'd be careful. Real evil type shit. And then as he's walking away, Zazu makes a comment that he'd make a handsome throw rug. Mm. Mufasa chuckles. But everyone's probably seen this fun fact, too, but Scar's body model gets used in Hercules when Hercules gets painted. Oh, right. It's part of the, it's like a headdress that he ends up throwing on the floor. (laughs) Scar. Couple, they always do fun stuff like that. I don't know if there's any hints in Lion King about a different movie, but like in Aladdin, there's a figurine of the beast and, uh... Carpet shows up somewhere. Whatever. We can keep going. Let's talk about the Lion King. There is a rainstorm. And we see Rafiki painting Simba. And then he names Simba. There's This scene kind of struck me because its, it's lead-in was just some really nice scenery art. You know, just beautiful plains and... Uh, I believe a desert at one point, and then we cut to this giant, I think it's a, a baobab tree. It's like B-A-O-B-A-B, and it's this... Oh, really? Something like that. Um, that's close enough to get the Google search to be accurate, <laughs> but it's that oh, really it stocky... Um, oh, no, you don't have to. It's just that really stocky, thick tree. Yeah, and it, it's it's such a... I don't know what it is about that tree but it looks like an alien tree um and it, i don't know why i'm spending so much time talking about this tree i you just like trees i like trees and i like this I like this stocky one that rafiki lives in but it's just a weird little series of landscape arts that kind of feels like the artists were saying like check this shit out look at how good i can draw and look at how beautiful africa is and look at uh our segue and also look at this weird baboon doing like ritualistic ceremony stuff Mm -hmm. you know Rafiki's a cool character yeah and he is not a baboon he's a there is I always thought he like I think he's a baboon because he's got the like blue face and the red nose and then his butt's hanging out he's Uh, a mandrill mandrill Okay. So not... I see. I think, in my defense, a mandrel is what the layperson might cover with the baboon umbrella. <laughs> baboon, uh, that's that's the monkey from the GIF where it's holding the phone and looking at the fire. Oh, that's a good GIF. Okay. Or, I thought um, that was a, an Arctic... You know those monkeys that sit in the, the hot oh, springs? The Japanese, yeah. Um, Funny little pictures of them chilling out in a hot tub with a bunch of snow around them, living the life. It's also the monkey that's in the chef's hat. Oh, okay, I that's see. A, that's a baboon. Thank you. That one rings bells uh, more potently than that. <laughs> when you've spent a lot of time making dinner and they don't appreciate it. <laughs> it's that very upset monkey. Uh, are you thinking of a macaque? Um, maybe can you show me a picture of a macaque? We're going to have to post so many pictures of monkeys. Oh, I was thinking of a macaque. Uh, or the listener at home sitting at their computer can play along. <laughs> or just just an untitled link to an RSS feed with four monkey pictures. <laughs> See how that gets the SEO going. Gosh, we got to work on our SEO. I should hire PJ. Oh, yeah. Do some... Uh, optimization there 
Shout out to PJ Fusco, super cool SEO lady, works for TrueStage.com. Oh, fuck yeah. Good <laughs> shout outs. Just do SEO for PJ, and then when she's Googling herself, she's like, what? <laughs> what is this podcast? Listens to it, never connects that it's, uh, it's Jenny. Doesn't hear. Ba-bam. <laughs> Doesn't hear the one sentence she gets brought up in she's like why am i in this podcast about the joker i hate that movie as everyone should (laughs) hot takes for future episodes okay now we cut to some morning some time has passed the so the cool rain scene is showing time passing Mm. and we see a little lion coming out (laughs) he's looking cute going out on pride rock he's excited and then he runs back in, and it's a real human, well, real lion moment. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is filled with puns, too, which I really, really like. Yeah, they knock him out of the park in the next scene. Yeah, every, well, Scar's all loaded up, too, because um, him with the malice, he's like, oh, you made me lose my lunch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> instead of, you know, you make me puke. <laughs> <laughs> So, real good double entendres. A little something for mom and dad. Or two 25-year-olds who just ate a bunch of burgers and <laughs> are drinking beers and want an easy movie to analyze. You know what that call-out makes me think of is, because I, I guess this is based off of Hamlet, sure. which is our boy Bill. William Shakespeare. Yes. Okay. And... Every, like Shakespeare is the the pun guy, you know, and every English teacher is like, oh, oh yeah. he's oh. so he's so dirty, really. It's really quite dirty if you read it. Do you bite your thumb at yeah. me, sir? <laughs> and uh, somehow to have this adaptation of a Shakespeare story and have the writers throw in these ridiculous puns is, you know, it's not fucking Shakespearean or anything, but oh. it's it's good. And yeah, fun. that's a really good that's a really good point. So anyway, back to Pride Rock. Simba is trying to rouse his dad. <laughs> That's a good word. Thank you. And oh, I wrote down sleepy elephants. I probably meant sleepy lions. You knew what was coming. Okay, I knew. I knew it. And it's where the light doesn't touch. But Mufasa takes Simba out into a field. And they have a heart-to-heart as the sun rises. And Mufasa takes this moment to tell Simba about how a king's rule rises and falls like the sun. And we uh, we learn about don't go to that shadowy area. That's not our territory. And everything that the light touches everything, is yeah, our kingdom. Famous, that, famous shit. Yeah. We also get the circle of life conversation. But, Dad, don't we eat the antelope? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Fucking crazy. When we die, we become grass? I don't know enough about grass to dispute that. (laughs) Bit of a simplification, Mufasa, but (laughs) I guess on the spiritual level, it all makes sense. In flies Zazu with the morning report. And in earlier drafts of this movie, he gets a whole song for the morning report. I'm kind of sad they cut it. But it makes sense for timing. But this one is also loaded with puns. Cheetahs never prosper. I try to have the elephants forget, but they can't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what else, but... Yeah, there were some good ones. Good ones. And we get a pouncing lesson. So this is really cute. Father-son bonding. Because Simba's trying to get at a cricket or something. And he can't. And Mufasa is like, watch this. Get low. Zazu, turn around. <laughs> Sir, why am I turning around? It's like a circle with his claw. Really human yeah. <laughs> lion movement. The animators did such a good job walking that fine line mm-hmm. between Uncanny Valley and that's a lion. Whereas <laughs> yeah. the new Lion King does not do great. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've just I've seen, seen clips. clips. And it is really bad because, like, all these videos and critiques we've seen, it says, oh, you have these cartoon lions. You can build these human traits into them so easily because you can just break the rules of reality however you want. 
but then when you make it um, just straight up photorealism, yeah, it's bizarre cats talking, you know. And apparently, it's <laughs> pretty much bizarre. a shot-for-shot remake too. So, I I have zero interest in seeing the remake. Yeah, and um, that's coming from someone who. Spoiler alert, really, really likes The Lion King. You know, it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, we were talking pouncing lesson. Well, it's a pounce lesson, and Simba gets Zazu without killing him, so maybe it's a failed pounce lesson. But <laughs> Zazu lands on the ground, and a gopher pops up. Yeah, I don't is know if those are... Is it supposed to be a gopher? I think it is supposed to be a gopher. I have no idea if they're in the native? ecosystem. But I think it is an animal that a lot of people would be like, oh, gopher or oh, prairie dog. Yeah. Yeah. Prairie dogs are indigenous to the Americas, I do believe. Yeah. I think gophers are too. But everyone's like, oh, burrowing little animal. Makes, makes sense. Dig a tunna. Dig, dig a tunna. What? Um, Look before the hyena comes. Is that Lion King one and a half? Yeah. Okay. You want to watch that? <laughs> oh, I do not. <laughs> uh, Bended. No, it's okay. Hyenas are in the Pride Lands. Mufasa freaks the fuck out. He's like, "We gotta. I have to go. Mm-hmm. I have to go be the king. I have to go fuck with some hyenas." Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Simba gets escorted back by Zazu, and dumbass Simba talks to Scar. He he trusts his uncle like a fool. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't Scar get kicked out already? Why is he still? Because he's the king's brother. Well, I think because no one knows that he's hanging out with the hyenas. They just know he's an ass. Yeah, he's he's an ass, but he's the royal family, and he never does anything overt. Like all his all his super obvious manipulation that we see in the movie, at least, mm-hmm. is done to a kid. Because in this scene, he just says to Simba, "Oh, uh, only a brave lion would go to the shadow lands." Yeah. Like uh, I would never. I'm way too scared, but some brave lion would. And Classic. if he did that shit to Mufasa, Mufasa would be like, uh, you know, if he saw that, he'd be like, what the hell are you doing? He'd Can you stop gaslighting my son? Yeah. <laughs> but he only does it to a kid. So I think, you know. And the hyenas. But... Yeah, he's uh, going gonna, gonna to fly under the radar for the most part. But in, in any case, he does manipulate Simba to get more interested in the Shadowlands. Yeah. We meet Nala. Mm-hmm. who is his best friend. Yes. And they want to go to the watering hole, they tell their mothers, but they really want to go check out this super cool brave lion elephant graveyard. And the mothers agree as long as Zazu goes with. So they make their move over to the watering hole and they have to figure out a way to shake Zazu so they can break the rules and go to the shadowy place. And they find out that uh, it's going to be pretty easy as long as you can coordinate dozens of savannah animals into this ridiculous song and i'm gonna say something controversial here say it actually i don't know if it's controversial because i'm not super jacked into the world of disney music okay i can't wait to be king is a fucking annoying song that is very low tier as far as disney songs go oh i would skip it if okay it, if i had a disney playlist i don't need this can't wait to be king where's hakuna matata Exactly. Okay. Thank you. Because it's sung by an annoying kid and he's like, I get, I already knew he was, he thought he was hot shit based on his conversation with Scar. He's the prince. Yeah. So now he's got to sing a song about how he's going to do whatever he wants and he's going to fire Zazu because he's the king. Uh, I will say the animation during the song is, uh, of course, gorgeous like the rest of the movie. But this particular sequence is explosively colorful and really like abstract you know they've got shapes and uh expressive lines and shit it's not just a rendition of the savannah like we get in the landscape segways or in the elephant graveyard it is a it is a wild music video almost of colors so it's fun to watch but fuck that kid and fuck the song well also the reason they get away is that it's a massive failure from weak leadership by Simba. Because they all collapse and they land on Zazu. <laughs> and it's like, where is the internal consistency? There's danger when Scar is threatening Zazu, but there's no danger when an elephant is sitting on him. What is this, a cartoon? Shitty movie. 
I hate it. They give him the slip. Little lion slip. <laughs> little a lion can have a little a slip as a treat sometimes. Uh, they escape. So, they escape themselves. They go to the elephant graveyard, and at the elephant graveyard, they're pretending to be brave. Ooh, elephant skull. Are the brains still in there? Only one way to find out. And they go in, and hey, there's hyenas. Hyenas are hanging out. Hyenas. Gotta watch out for hyenas. <laughs> and they're gonna, they're gonna drax them some. <laughs> they're gonna mess these little hyena kids up. Just pop and be fed. <laughs> if some hyenas get all touchy feely, <laughs> don't you wish in your heart of hearts. Um. <laughs> uh, in any case, we meet some hyenas who menace uh, Nala, Zazu, and Simba. Yep. And chase them through the elephant graveyard. I do like that we get to see a, a pretty important character moment because as they're running, Nala slips down some bones and Simba actually comes back and is defensive at risk of his own life. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he is shitty and... He's brave, though. Yeah, he's brave. He's he's got courage to protect, protect Nala. But Mufasa comes in. Oh yes. And saves the real ass day. Well, we should talk about the symbolism of Simba's trying to roar, and he can't get a good one out. And then it seems like he gets a good one out, but it was actually Mufasa roaring. <laughs> so he lives in you, even in that moment. Mufasa was there in your heart. Yes. Just not in your paws. Because <laughs> he cannot fight those hyenas, and Mufasa scares him away. He gets his claws up in um, not Ed. Bonsai. Bonsai's booty, and scares him off. And uh, Mufasa's pissed, and he tells Zazu to take Nala home, which is silly. Zazu is a bird. If the hyenas come back, they're fucked. They're absolutely Well, fucked. they're so far into the Pride Lands at that point. It, it looked like it It was sunny and green and lush. and It's safe. Yeah. They weren't in the gray graveyard anymore. Yeah. And then there's a really nice father-son moment where Simba's getting scolded. And then being brave does not mean you go looking for trouble. And it's getting dark, and Mufasa says, look at the stars. Those are the kings, and they're watching down on you. And Simba's like, we're always going to be pals, right? Oh, you know what? He asks about them being pals. Mm -hmm. And then Mufasa tries to sneak in, actually, I'm going to die one day. <laughs> but I'll always be there for you in the sky. Mm -hmm. Literally. Literally in the sky. With diamonds. Good little heart-to-heart -heart between father and son. Yeah, good little good little dad-son moment. We cut back at this point to Scar being in the elephant graveyard and the hyenas are complaining about Mufasa and how he's scary and Scar is complaining about how he is going to be king and he basically reveals this plan to kill both Mufasa and Simba and then we get the musical number, Be Prepared. Fuck yeah. Best song That's in the also... movie. Hmm? We should make a tier list of Disney songs in our personal time because Hakuna Matata is also very good. But Be Prepared's great. It's kind of weird. I think we all know it. Maybe I've seen it elsewhere. But it really seems like Scar's being like Hitler. Yeah. And then the hyenas actually goose step and they look like Doberman. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a weird comparison because, I mean, yeah, he's the ultimate villain. It's a very menacing look. Yeah. But it's not tied to Hitler's fucking genocide plans, you know? Not that I tell he just wants to be king and kill his brother and nephew. The goose stepping is a weird thing to make them yeah. do. It is a fun switch in color palette, though, because we got all this green and smoke and shit, uh, whereas most of the movie is either gray or uh, kind of yellowish or dark blues. So, you know, the green... Up to this point. Yeah, the, the lime lime green is such a crazy color. It makes me think of uh, 
the witch doctor song in Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. you know, where he's mixing his uh, potions and spells and things. That is a good-ass movie. Yes. I think Disney knocks out mostly classics. This remake shit they're doing, I hate it. Yeah, it makes I me... hate it. Makes me upset. I have no interest to see any of them. I haven't liked any of them. them. Which ones have you seen? I've seen Aladdin. We've seen Beauty and the Beast. We went to theaters together for that one. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we've seen about how bad Milan is. I will point out to your credit, you didn't just see the new Aladdin. Oh, I hated it. You, uh, it was was a very, I was very impressed with this experiment. Uh, Watching a chunk of the animated original getting to that point in the remake and then like going on an AB cycle of seeing how the original does it. Wow, this is a good movie. Going to the remake. What the fuck are they doing? Why is it happening? I feel like, oh, we haven't talked about this at all, but the Kimba, the White Lion Cub movies. Oh, yeah. We watched a seven-part series by Your Movie Sucks about how Kimba and the Lion King are nothing alike. It's just movies about two lions, but all the themes that they talk about and all the intricacies that match up are actually inconsequential or out of context when they get brought up. Yeah, if you have an opinion on the Kimba the White Lion con- comparison, yeah. go watch this angry Canadian rant for, for two hours. and Two and a half hours or something? Yeah. And he... <laughs> It's nuts, but yeah, there. I am firmly on the side of no copyright infringement because mm-hmm. I think if I did say I think there was copyright infringement, his research would lead him to this recording and all of our two <laughs> followers, and he would blast us on the internet. Well, if he blasted us, maybe we'd get some views. Oh, yeah. No bad, no press is bad press. Hey, uh, so Kimba's oh. I was going to say, Cinderella also got remade. Maleficent, uh, which is a retelling of Maleficent's side of Sleeping Beauty. And then Alice in Wonderland got remade. And I like none of those more than I like the cartoon. I haven't seen Maleficent, but at least it gets points for being like a different story. Everything else. I remember when we went to see Beauty and the Beast, now that you mentioned it. And there were... The, one of the strongest things I remember were the furniture pieces were creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and we also saw a scene, like, basically every time a character came or left from the castle, they got chased by wolves. Like, uh. there there were four different wolf chases. <laughs> Just bring a gun, guys, or light the way or something. But there were some pissed wolves in that movie. All my homies hate wolves. <laughs> All my wolves hate my homies. <laughs> okay. So be so. prepared and. Oh shit. Are you going to talk about no, what comes next? No, I don't you want to. <laughs> the yak run. Uh, it's wildebeest. The wild. I wrote yak, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, scars. This. It's a super emotional scene, but I just want to say real quick. It is ridiculous that Scar sings this song about being prepared and biding his time for years. And then his plan is to throw Mufasa in front of some wildebeests. <laughs> like, what a fucking plan. He doesn't, like, whatever. So, everyone knows this scene. It is crazy emotional. He brings... Simba down into the middle of a ravine and tells him that his father wants to surprise him. So wait here. I don't know. I'm just setting up this thing for you and your father. Father, son, time. I'm a great uncle. Meanwhile, the hyenas scare a bunch of um, wildebeest into a stampede, direct him down the gorge, and Simba starts freaking out, as you would, because it's a shitload of wildebeest. Scar runs and gets Mufasa and says, Oh, Simba's in the gorge. There's a stampede. We get this incredibly tense scene, which, I mean, my heart was racing this whole time, and I knew exactly what would happen. Oh, yeah. Mufasa manages to go into the middle of the stampede and save Simba, which is, there's there's stuff in here that you can appreciate. Like, they put Simba up on a branch above the wildebeest. It's like, oh, he's safe. 
why is Mufasa going to risk everything to save him? But then it shows, oh, the wildebeest will destroy that branch. You know, it's not it's not safe. It has, like, things force the movie forward in a very tangible way that could be, you know, like, oh, why didn't they just climb the tree? He got scared and moved away too far. Like, he, like uh, it reminded me of a scene in um, the trope in survival movies, you know, like the ones I'm thinking of are that one with Daniel Radcliffe. I think it's just called Forest or that scene in 1917 where people end up in a river and it's like oh shit is crazy you know we're gonna drown in this river barely make it out it's like a river of wildebeest like you don't get to plan and they really do a great job of communicating that fear Uh, ultimately Simba gets brought off to the side and we watch Mufasa climb up desperately out of the way and try and grasp on brother (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he sees Scar and he says, Brother! <laughs> Help me! And Drink my hot Kool-Aid! I made this for you! Oh, um... But, we see Mufasa climb up. Scar catches him right on the paws and he says, Long live the king! And throws him into the wildebeest. Pretty metal. Pr- very metal. Very badass last line. And, uh, you know, the, the thing passes and we just get this emotional scene of Simba finding his father's dead body. And he's such a small little boy. Oh, he's a tiny cat. He's and he's so small. He climbs under his dad's paw. Oh. Uh, it, what what I really. Cried. Yeah, I, I was choked up in what I forgot about. And it's like, obviously, this is the emotional part, but it's like, yeah, Mufasa's dead, but they do this animation of Simba, like, where he is looking for help. And before he even starts calling for help, he's looking around and you see he's so scared and frightened. And the animation on that is so powerful that uh, I, I just got this twinge of how, how this little this little boy is trapped and like the reality setting in of this and it, it's horrible but yeah it it gets the tears going every time up until bastard scar shows up Ugh. fuck yeah and he blames simba he says oh it's your fault what would your mother say mm. you run you should mm. run and so simba runs and he's running through the desert and he passes out, and then we get a cut to the comedic relief. This movie is so well balanced. Yeah. Uh, Timon and Pumbaa walk in. They see this little thing, and they rescue him. And even though it's a lion, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna. Maybe he'll be on their side. And it's a good. It's a good romp. It's a good romp beginning because Timon's like, yeah, maybe he'll be on our side. We should get him, you mook. Um, so he's. <laughs> Timon's an asshole and Pumbaa's an idiot. But new adventures. So they pick him up and they take him to some tiny oasis. Gorgeous. There's a cute, like, tim- the way Timon throws water at his face. Yeah, cute. It just, he's like a little cat flipping yeah. something that he's playing with. But a little water jet is, yeah. Yeah, so he wakes him up. And Simba's like, oh, thanks, I gotta go. But they're trying to cheer him up because they're good people. Good, mm. good animals. <laughs> and we get the Hakuna Matata intro to that. And I think this is my favorite song of the movie. Means no worries. It's just a romp, catchy. Nathan Lane. Chef kiss for Nathan Lane. And That's uh, Timon and Pumbaa's. Timon. Oh, uh, Timon's. I don't know who voices Pumbaa. I looked it up and I forgot his name. He's not. He his whole career is Pumbaa. He's he's in like the one and a half to some huh. show with Timon and Pumbaa. Oh my god! I forgot about that show. Yeah. Wow. So they teach him: you're gonna eat bugs. You're not gonna eat meat. We don't have any zebra. No. No antelope. Which is insane because they live in this. You think, oh, it's in the middle of the desert, an oasis? Yeah. It's a huge forest. Like, they look over the overlook and you see mountains and shit. Yeah. 
there are monkey in there. <laughs> there are definitely some deer type animal. <laughs> that lion could eat meat if it wanted. But Timon and Pumbaa are meat, so in their best interest, they're gonna have grubs. They're gonna rustle up some grub. It's grubs. I forgot uh, a small detail about the um, wildebeest run that I want to throw in real quick. Okay. It cracked me up as they. It cracked me up. I, well, it it made me think of uh, Kubrick, specifically because as they come over the crest of the hill to run down into the gorge where they kill Mufasa. Oh God. Um. There's this chorus of voices that sounds like the stereotypical discordant like. <laughs> where they all layer in you know like uh, like in 2001 That's as he's going through the crazy shit and it's just people wailing yeah that's at the beginning of the wildebeest run before it turns into more traditional oh. lion king music but it that's... cracked me up because it's like what is that shit doing in here i never noticed i'll have to go back and watch but then stop it before mufasa dies so we cut back to pride rock Oh, well, 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 sorry. During Hakuna Matata, we get to see a phase, uh, a montage, if you will, of Simba growing. Uh, he gets his mane in. He looks more and more like Mufasa. He is a shaggy-haired hippie with these two other older dudes. <laughs> and they're hanging out in the jungle together. But we cut back to... Oh, oh, oh. Uh, before, before I stop myself again, I saw this theory on Reddit that... Simba symbolizes the clouds because when he leaves Pride Rock, he brings them to the oasis, which gets lush. And then later on when the the movie uh, concludes, con I guess concludes, <laughs> it's raining. So he like, he controls the weather. Okay. So he's like a lion god. Yeah. Aslan. <laughs> <laughs> Do not speak the magic to me, witch. I was there when it was written. <laughs> so we cut back to Pride Rock for real this time. And it's dry. It's destitute. We get the scene where I learn what the wife's name is. Sahorabe! <laughs> real dedicated scholar. <laughs> We gotta get cameras up in here to record this so I can go capture the, the stills. Zoom in on the Sarabi! <laughs> <laughs> They've overhunted. There's nothing left. The hyenas are starving. The lions are starving. And uh, it's just, we gotta go out further. Because you're gonna find food, you wicked bitch. <laughs> because the lionesses hunt. So we go back. We go back to the jungle, the nice oasis, the Hakuna Matata hangout spot, and is it nighttime? It, no, it's it's the morning. They were all sleeping, and then it, this is when Timon and Pumbaa, like Pumbaa wakes up uh, and goes to hunt a little beetle, a little treat. Or are you referring when they're looking into the sky? So, yeah, there's a scene where they're looking into the sky and they're talking about what the stars mean. And that comes before. But they're all looking up. And do you want to? Yeah, sure. Um, they're all looking up and we get a little gag bit where Timon uh, or Pumbaa asks what those lights are. And Timon says, oh, I don't think I know what they are. They are... Uh, I don't even remember. Fireflies. What. Fireflies that fly up and get stuck in that big bluish black thing. Of course, meaning the sky. Timon uh, is corrected by Pumbaa and says, Oh, I always thought they were balls of gas burning billions and billions of miles away. Of course, to Pumbaa, everything is gas. And then we get a touching moment where they kind of rib Simba to tell him what he thinks they are. He says, oh, I was told by someone once that it's, uh, you know, great kings watching over us. And they laugh at him and ridicule him to the point that he leaves in shame. And uh, it's, <laughs> feel bad for the guy. It's his father, you know. But he leaves. He doesn't really understand um, his place, pretty much. 
and he i think at this point he has an introspective like you said you'd be there for me and is lost you know uh or it's what i'm trying to segue into is that we see rafiki in his tree so what happens is simba walks off and in a huff he lies down heavy oh and then uh, off the cliff there flies out some dust yes and the dust travels across the desert and it's caught by rafiki who sniffs it makes a uh potion yeah some sort of spell from the potion he determines that simba is alive so he goes back to the drawing and with the potion he draws a mane around the lion cub he made earlier and it is time he's alive (laughs) and then he laughs for like a minute and a half (laughs) yeah we watch it rafiki is nuts goals he's really good rafiki's goals now we see pumbaa wake up Mm -hmm. hunts a little beetle notices a lion stalking him from the savannah freaks out we get this fun little chase scene fun not for pumbaa not not fun for pumbaa but it's played for laughs it's this is not a harrowing scene Uh, or maybe it's supposed to be. I don't know. It is a kid's movie. It he does get like... caught in a tree root. Yeah. And he's got this manic look, which <laughs> really, it's funny to watch, but it's like, that's, I've felt like that coming up the basement stairs a couple times. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, get me out of here. <laughs> but he gets caught and then Simba pops out last second, wrestles with this other lion, protects him, gets pinned realizes from being pinned because that's when they played got pinned it is nala nala's on the hunt for help they reconnect like what are you doing here and then they're all you know on the same page oh this these are my friends they saved me this is nala i'm a king all that shit typical kid reuniting conversation (laughs) everyone thought simba's dead scar's done a good job of telling everybody hey mufasa's dead hey simba's dead y'all that's that's wild i'm the king now bow before me he moves in immediately with hyenas which i guess contradicts my other point where i thought that's not very much planning but i suppose to kill the king and supposedly kill the uh the nephew and then to immediately move into power with an entire army of hyenas it's a coup yeah cool that's some planning okay the execution is a little sloppy anyhow um when does he like was that earlier or was that in this retelling of nala where we see him assume control uh no he comes back from he comes back from killing mufasa and we see that there's a change of leadership Okay. He brings in the lion. He brings in Pride Rock. Word. He brings in hyenas to Pride Rock. Nala and Simba earlier were defined to be betrothed, meant to be wed, and they rejected it before. But now that they've hit puberty, they're <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, they're rekindling their affection for each other, and it's just blossoming because the adrenaline of thinking you're gonna die, and then someone's been brought back to life. Oh my god. That gets cortisol flowing, and then it gets the serotonin, and then Elton John in? Does he sing Feel Can the you Love feel tonight? the love tonight? That's Elton John? Uh, I don't know why I thought it was, but maybe it's not. I couldn't see not. that being the case. Uh, composed by Elton John, with okay. lyrics by Tim Rice, and it is... Uh, who performs it? Yeah, did I get Matthew Broderick on the mic for that? <laughs> anyway, it's an Elton John song, and if he doesn't pump out dopamine, I don't know what that feathered boa is for. <laughs> How much more do you need? <laughs> you need the sunglasses. <laughs> and then there's the comedic relief from Timon and Pumbaa. For sure, our pal is doomed. So they're not super stoked on Nala. But Simba's here for it. They're romping around in the savannah. Well, not the savannah, in the oasis, whatever it is. They're 
they're licking. <laughs> it's happening. She's DTF. They're licking. <laughs> and they do get in a little bit of fight. Uh, and I was like, where, you've been, where have you been, though, for real? The kingdom is in ruin. You said, uh, you said you'd be king, you know? Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. Feeling the pressure, Simba runs off. And this is when the, you said you'd be there for me. It's my fault. Yeah. And he gets really sad. Because he runs into Rafiki. Yeah, now he runs in Rafiki, into Rafiki. Well, he's gone on a crazy pillow. Like, he's crossed the desert to find this lion. Yeah. Well, he got his dust. <laughs> mm, and that was good dust. Finds Rafiki, and it's a very fun little spiritual guide, you know, old mentor trope type thing. Where he, says, he teaches him about, you know, letting go of your past and learning from your past. And you don't have to, you know, ab- absolving yourself of guilt doesn't make you a bad person. You can just learn from it. And it's a very wholesome message and all that. And Simba grows from it after anguishing over how he failed his pride and how he failed his father and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But he is led on a vision quest pretty much by Rafiki who says, oh, your father lives in you. We get a really cool shot of him looking into the Oasis Pond and seeing his father's reflection. And then a a very cool shot and another very much like kind of wells the emotion in you is when he's in the plane looking up to the sky and Mufasa comes down and says, you know, Simba, remember... (laughs) Uh, and he's got this, you know, James Earl Jones voice. It's amazing. And uh, it's it's a gorgeous scene of him forming in this galactic lion in the clouds. Galactic lion. Yeah. That is a good band name. Galactic lion. But he, it rekindles his identity and gives him a sense of purpose and tells him he knows what he must do. Uh, so then he just leaves. Without telling anyone. Which is crazy. Like... Years, years and years with Timon and Pumbaa. Basically, like, I guess if I were to level a criticism at this movie, it would be, it's not what the movie's about, but they really skate over the fact that at that point, Timon and Pumbaa would probably have a bigger impact on the person that Simba is. Because he was through his adolescence and through his growing up out of childhood, found him at his lowest point. We're with him through adulthood. And he fucking ditches him and makes... And the whole movie is like, oh yeah, my dad said this thing to me once. That's pretty weak. Uh, and he also ditches Nala. Because the next morning Nala is like, where is Simba? And they have to find out from Rafiki that he had this massive life-changing breakthrough and just ditched them in the Oasis. Luckily they somehow catch up. I get how Nala would catch up. Because she's, you know, a lion, hunter, apex predator. Well, if if Simba's anything like Pugsley, it's 15 minutes bursts of energy. <laughs> and then a 16-hour nap. He gets he gets tuckered out, you know? He can't He's press busy. that long. He's busy. He's got to take some naps. Yeah, but they catch up to him for plot's sake. I guess this three-minute span is my least favorite. From the end of the revelation to... When they reconvene at Pride Rock. Those are my least favorite minutes of the movie. That's fair. When Simba gets back to Pride Rock, he goes to confront his uncle Scar. And Scar still has his manipulation tactics over Simba. And he says, tell them all. Tell them all what you've done. And Sarabi's there. And Nala's there. And all the other lionesses are around him. And Simba confesses to killing his dad. It's not true, though. But he's backing away in fear. Scar's prowling up to him to the edge of Pride Rock. And we get a recap scene of when Scar killed Mufasa. And Scar says, I killed him. (laughs) 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 But this gives gives Simba some sun energy. S-U-N-S-O-N. It's kingly. Yes. And he prounces up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, you know, take a little leap. 
I was going to say this is another little piece of bullshit that Scar saying, I killed Mufasa, <laughs> got him mad enough to like just pull himself up. He double because jumped. I thought it was very clear that the this framing at the wildebeest stampede was set up to show that Simba could see it. You know, see the whole thing. He had a clear view of the ridge. No, he could not see it. Okay. It got obscured. Well, Simba I didn't know that shit. I was kind of stuck in my craw. Well, get it out of your craw because you're mm-hmm. wrong. Your craw's wrong. It's going to fester in there. <laughs> then Simba and Scar have a little scrap. We have a little bit of a fight. Is this a slow-mo fight? No, because okay. that's the boss fight later. Oh, okay. oh, we forgot to mention the great Luau song by Timon and Pumbaa to distract the hyenas. Yeah, yeah a real weird little comedic interlude there. But Apparently, good. the new movie tries to do it, but the tone's all off, which I would believe because it's a cartoon, so it's fun to have little romps, but in that serious action scene like if this was in the middle of a james bond movie the luau scene it'd be like what yeah why didn't they cut that very advanced espionage tactics from Mm -hmm. mr bond but you know they fight there's a scrap but uh they all they all fight they're all trying to yeah he simba gets scar to admit that he killed mufasa to everybody and then it's a then it's a scrap then it's a boss fight. Then it, it's a tussle. It's, it's a, a real a tussle. It's a race kerfuffle. <laughs> it ends with Scar essentially getting fed to the hyenas. Because they're starving. Mm-hmm. And they're tearing him apart. Which comes after the slow-mo fight. Yeah. Which is fine. But slow-mo and animation, like, if it's not computer-generated animation it's weird because it's like i can just you're just showing me the mechanics behind hand-drawn animation being frame by frame this looks like 40 fps to me yeah (laughs) it stings my eyes yeah i'm I'm looking at what is slow-mo and 2d animation you're showing me that this movie seems to just show you the drawings a little longer so there's fewer frames per second and then there's like some onion skinning you know, as they go back and forth and roar at one another. But Scar dies, eaten by hyenas, and Mufasa ties back into what you were saying earlier with the left to right. You know, he's... Simba. Uh, yeah, Simba climbs up Pride Rock and Rafiki directs him to go to the left. You know, the rising sun thing like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Good point, Jenny. Damn. Yeah. And then he goes to the tip of Pride Rock roars in the rain yeah good roar just got a little chill on the back of my neck remembering how he you know succeeds and wins and uh we cut to a few years later i assume pride rock has regrown and there's another presentation of a little baby cub hold it jenny's pretending to hold the little baby i wish we had a baby cat right here yes well hey we do a presentation. He's sleeping. He's not coming. But yeah, movie movie Great. ends with uh, Nala and Simba yeah. admiring their progeny. Ooh, progeny. And then we get the dramatic cut to The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, good movie. I liked it as a kid. I like it as an adult. It holds up. I don't really have anything too meaningful to say about it. But do you have yeah. any likes, dislikes? Um, I think you kind of brought them up while we were talking about the movie, but... Yeah, just as a brief reiteration, there are very minor plot conveniences um, that happen uh, at a few points. Uh, so I'm not going to be too negative on it. It's also, it's, it's so short. Yeah. And so so tight. Pacing is so good. It's a tight pace. Tight pace, yeah. I, I do think that um, some of the characterization moments at the end of the Oasis are convenient and overall i don't really get i don't like how little impact timon and pumbaa are given in comparison to how important they were to simba but yeah okay you ready on three yeah one two three nine, nine. 
Nice. It's a great movie. Solid movie. movie. Snow Lives of Others. Which we also gave a nine. So it's A Lives of Others. fuck. It's no Parasite, which is our only 10 to date. It's no Parasite. Um, Cool. Uh, Twitter at RMR underscore podcast. Follow us there. Gmail. Rookie Movie Review at gmail.com. No S. No S. Website Rookie Movie Reviews.com. Big, big S. You could capitalize it. I don't think it's case sensitive. It is not. Our URL is not. So. And then we have a Facebook and an Instagram. Uh, we're not very active on either of those, as far as I'm aware. I'm not really. I'm not personally active we on either of them. Nothing on the gram. I guess we could start posting pictures of the movie we took, but. Yeah, we'll post some pics. Oh, cool. Thanks for listening. If you listened, uh, watch Lion King if you haven't, or just rewatch <laughs> it because it's good. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.